This podcast of the Radio Cafe comes to you via radiocafe.org, where you can find more information and many other podcasts. Technical support comes from Studio X, providing website design, hosting, e-commerce, and social media marketing, serving Santa Fe to the world since 1994. Find out more at studiox.com. I'd like now to welcome to the Radio Cafe award-winning filmmaker Black Horse Lowe. His new film is called Chasing the Light. It screens on Thursday, October 20th at 8 o'clock at the Jean Cocteau Cinema here in Santa Fe. It's screening as part of the Santa Fe Independent Film Festival. Welcome to the Radio Cafe. Hi, well, thank you for having me. Glad to have you. Really interesting movie. You are in this movie. It's a narrative film about a young man named Riggs, whom you play. And he's a screenwriter. He's living in Albuquerque. He's also depressed. He's kind of borderline suicidal. He's surrounded by friends who are some combination of violent and incompetent and sort of various degrees of drunk and high. And yet, I mean, that sounds pretty depressing, but the whole thing is very funny. I mean, sometimes I laughed out loud. It's also reflective. It's visually compelling. It pulls you in. Tell us a little bit about how you conceived of this film and came to make it? Um, well, uh, at the time I was, especially I had my heart broken, so it's always just the uh, great uh, inspiration to uh, make some sort of art, so I chose to take all my negative feelings and thoughts and kind of funnel it into a movie so involving all my friends and film, film associates here in Albuquerque, so uh, we kind of spent a span over 28 days making this film, which uh, at first was just going to be a short film about this runner who's just kind of going over how he screwed up in his previous relationship and how he's trying to get over it. But as we started shooting it, uh, all these other characters started popping up and these other little narratives started kind of coming into the fold. So the next thing we knew, we had a full-length feature film. But it kind of just grew out of my own... uh, emotional need to uh, exercise some uh, some feelings and get my, my head clear. It's interesting because that's something I wanted to ask you about, whether it was all scripted beforehand or whether there was some improvisation in it, because it feels very real. And from what you're saying, it was really kind of like uh, it took shape during the shooting. Uh, yes, it did. Um, like when I first came up with the short film, I knew I wanted be about this runner, but I also knew I wanted it to end with a psychedelic sequence, uh, at first being mushrooms, but then it ended up being DMT in the movie. But uh, as we, like with the first character that comes in, Mini Goats, the dreadlock guy played by Daniel Hyde, mm-hmm. uh, once we first did that scene, it kind of just grew into the thing about us going to take drugs at Santa Fe and then running into this character there, and then it just, it, the narrative kept growing and growing. And then by the end of each week that we shot, we'd have more of a movie. And by the time that I had built all these characters, I had more of a solid idea of kind of the narrative I was making. So I, from probably like a half hour into the movie, I would start actually writing scenes and things for characters to say. But before that, it was just all kind of off the cuff and just complete improv. But uh, once you start dealing with nine people in one scene and all the long shot, you kind of kind of hard for it to all be improv so at that point it was all scripted now did it come together more in then in the editing process 
Um, well, I was editing as I was shooting, as I was making it. So I was making decisions as I was, as the movie was growing along. So uh, it was. Uh, I, I just knew that with each scene that I we were going to shoot, I wanted to surprise myself and I wanted to uh, go a complete di- different direction than from what you would normally expect out of something uh, like this. Uh, you know, a dark comedy involving suicide and drugs and alcohol and Albuquerque. So it's something that hasn't been done before. Well, that I've seen. But I just wanted to always be keep the audience and myself on my toes and always just like, what is the most interesting thing that I want to see next? What do I want to happen next with these characters? Where do I want to have uh, silent implosions and explosions? You know, what, what, what would be the next thing that makes uh, makes it exciting cinema? So that was uh, always the always the underlying thing of just I wanted to make it exciting somewhat. It's black and white, which is really interesting. And it's really visually observant of nature and of details. Sometimes like the clouds are speeded up or slowed down or other other pieces are, you know, not at, at the normal speed. And I wondered how those visual techniques work with the narrative for you. Um, well, a lot of the films that I was watching beforehand was like a lot, a lot of John Luce films, also like a lot of Bellatar, so a lot of uh, movies that were just kind of a bit languid and dependent more on atmosphere and kind of just setting up this frame in which this uh, the story is going to take place. So a lot of it was, uh, uh, usually most movies are dependent on the editing to tell the narrative, but within this movie I wanted the characters and the space to be uh, the story, uh, as opposed to you having to force the audience member to watch, you know, I want you to focus on this portion here, I want you to focus on this, I want to just, like, to give you uh, a, a wide canvas in which you, you can pick and choose what you want to look at, and I think it, there's, like, so much more there than as opposed to kind of forcing people to look like, at, at a close-up or, like, you know, the mid-shot or something, I just want it all to be wide and encompass all the atmosphere and pretty much... Uh, make Albuquerque, showcase Albuquerque as a character as well, too, is where uh, all these people live and just the different landscape that is involved here, the bigness of the sky, you know, this kind of urban uh, cow town type feel around downtown, but then also, like, once you go, like, five miles out, it's, it's complete desert. So I want to get a good combo of all of that. And it's just like with the movies that I mentioned before, a lot of them were black and white, so I wanted to kind of keep up that type of uh, that visual... Um, uh, that visual kind of just the representation of Albuquerque, but also because of those movies I watched, uh, that, 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 that aesthetic really uh, fueled the, my imagination, and I always wanted to kind of make something that was just like really stark and just beautiful. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you feel like one feels, or at least I felt like when watching the movie, that it was as much about the mood of this place and of these people more so really than the plot or the action, like you're walking through life with them, but that's not really ultimately what it's about. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's more about this guy's journey, but, you know, along the way, you just get to pick up. I, I wanted to make it feel like you were actually hanging out with these guys yeah. and with sharing these spaces. Like if I had an option to reshoot it, I would do it all in 3D so that way you could actually, like, feel like you were inside the rooms with these people, uh, you know, smoking weed and just, like, ending up in these drug deals or, you know, ending up in these fights or these really kind of, like, boring or, you know, exciting moments because, like, I just want to feel the atmosphere there and actually, I think it actually feel like you're actually there. Now, was it cast with 
people whom you knew, like people you've you'd been working with? Uh, yeah, since I'd uh, moved here to Albuquerque, I've been uh, producing various short films and working with other people who were involved in the native filmmaking community here in Albuquerque. So I pretty much knew what um, everyone can and cannot do within their acting range and kind of uh, put uh, the characters that I had them play and played mostly through their strengths, whether they were, whether they were musicians, whether, whether I knew they could be volatile, whether I knew they could be comedic. I tried to really kind of play up their... Uh, their uh, their strengths as much as possible, but with the exception of Cody Lightning, who plays Dallas and whose character kind of comes in right at the middle of the film, the drug dealer from Phoenix. Uh, he was a an actual actor friend of mine who was in Smoke Signals and a couple of other feature films, and he'd acted with like Marlon Brando and Johnny Depp back when he was a child actor and everything. So he, he was the actually fully trained actor out of all of us, but it was just uh, knowing who I had and the access that I had, I kind of just played it to. So, the people that were available. Very interesting. How did you become a filmmaker yourself? Um, well, I've been probably doing it since 1998, uh, starting with short films and just uh, producing short docs and everything. But this is my second feature film. Uh, the first feature film I made was called Fifth World, and it uh, debuted in uh, Sundance in uh, 2005 under the American Frontier section. And I also had a short film that played there in 2004, and then another short film called Shimasana, which played uh, Sundance in 2010, but also won the Best of Show Award at the uh, Swaya, uh, the Indian market, back in 2010. So uh, this is probably one of my my most recent uh, feature films. But I was going to school for painting and photography before I got involved uh, with filmmaking. And I Painting and um, photography are fine, but I really want, I like the idea of like you know, edits and cuts and addicts down to it and adding uh, portions of theater to it and literature and just like it was much more alive than uh, painting or, or just, you know, plain photography could be. It combined all of the elements and you could make something that really uh, pushed people emotionally and kind of put them inside a space and make them uh, feel something. Yeah, very much so. And at the same time, like, as watching it, one is glad that you studied painting and photography because it it has those elements of being like so intensely visual and like having that background is something that that you bring to the film. Cool, glad you uh, picked up on it. Yeah, it's just uh, uh, when I was first going to uh, I, I went I grew up in around Farmington, New Mexico, uh, living on the Navajo Reservation, but. I went to uh, one semester there at San Juan College, and they didn't have a film class there, but the only thing they did have was, of course, a fine arts curriculum, but also photography as well, too. So it's just like, I knew it was going to be involved in film, but those would be two of the main things, along with literature and poetry and theater, that I needed in order to kind of make myself as well-balanced a filmmaker as I possibly could be. Well, it's a it's a really interesting and terrific film. It's called Chasing the Light, by Black Horse Low, and it screens at the Jean Cocteau Cinema here in Santa Fe on Thursday, the 20th of October at 8 in the evening. People can find out more by going to santafeindependentfilmfestival.com. And I want to thank you so much for being with us on the Radio Cafe. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to having everybody come out and take a, take a a strange trip through Albuquerque. Yes, yeah, strange trip through Albuquerque, exactly. All right, yeah. thanks again. All right.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. To support the program, you can go to radiocafe.org. Many thanks to StudioX.com for their technical support and web design.